Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. I'm excited to bring you this episode because it's with a very special guest. I'd like to introduce you to Lara Nersessian. Lara is the host of the powerful podcast, The Boss in Heels, and a performance coach. With a career in human resources, her impressive track record in performance and change management highlights her deep understanding of human behavior and leadership. Lara holds a postgraduate diploma in psychology combined with a Bachelor of Arts in psychology, and through her podcast platform, she is paving the way as a trusted thought leader, empowering individuals to take their lives to the next level with insight on business, personal development, and emotional intelligence through her weekly guest interviews combined with some amazing solo episodes. I first met Lara in a mentorship breakfast where she was the guest speaker and was immediately blown away by her energy, articulate expression of her values, and of course, her immaculate personal presentation. She is as radiant as she is intelligent. Her personal brand is one of warmth, passion, and purpose. In this episode, I asked Lara to share her insight on the secret source to an ageless career and her advice on reinventing, reimagining, and re-energizing our careers and our life path to trajectory. She shares her rituals, inspiration, and tips to live your best life and express your true essence. Beyond the great resignation and in a post-pandemic world, Lara has brilliant insight into the eternal questions around work-life balance, finding purpose, and harnessing your personal brand. It's actually seeking out new ways to educate yourself and to self-educate yourself. Because to your point, I think that university degrees play a role, formal education plays a role. I'm certainly not adverse to any of those things. And I have two degrees in psychology and I've done a lot of formal education in my time like you have. So I believe that that, that plays a certain role. But to your point, because of the, the rapid rate of technology, the emergence of personal brand, our skills are constantly adapting and emerging with time. And what I've really seen is that those individuals who haven't really invested in their personal or professional development are often the ones that get left behind because companies are often looking for that freshness. They're looking for people that are going to come to the table with innovative ideas. They're looking for that creativity, that out-of-the-box thinking. Um, they're looking to have industries or, or people that are able to really disrupt an industry and the traditional way that things have been done. And I believe from my experience that those individuals that haven't really invested in that self-development, in that self-education, had that natural curiosity to want to grow as a human being, are the ones that stay stuck. And as humans, we fall into one of two buckets. We either have a growth mindset, whereby we believe that our brains are malleable and adaptable and we can change and we can grow and we can learn and we can do things in a different way, or we have a fixed mindset 
whereby we become very fixated in our way of thinking, in our way of doing. And those people that tend to have a fixed mindset are often the ones that stay stuck and aren't able to really adapt and evolve as, as the times change. Um, so my advice to people or to anyone that's in that situation is really look at what are the things that energize you? What are the things that interest you? And what is, you know, one or two things that you could do to elevate or enhance yourself? What's something that you can either talk to your employer about or that you can go and seek out for yourself? I mean, like you, Baha, like I have not shied away from investing in myself. It's the thing that I believe pays the biggest reward. It keeps giving us, you know, these dividends. And it's really the best investment that we can ever make is the investment that we put into ourselves. So whether it's, I know you talk a lot about wellness and beauty. I, I believe that there's a place that we can invest in in that. I, I believe that there's a way that we can invest in our health. And similarly, I believe there's a way that we can invest in our careers and our mindset and our education that can really help set us apart and can really help elevate us above what the majority of people are doing. Now, the question I get asked all the time is, you know, I'm going back into the workforce. I've, you know, raised my children or they're at school now. And I, I don't know what to wear. I don't know I don't know how to dress. You know, I'm going into an office with millennials and Gen Zs and they dress differently. They present differently. And I don't want to look like their mum. <laughs> I think it's something that really does come up a lot. And I think that COVID in particular really shifted the way that people dress and the way that people show up for work. But I might be a little bit old school in my thinking here, but I feel like one thing that COVID did was it made people really lazy and really complacent in the way that they dress. And I think unless you're someone like a Steve Jobs or an Elon Musk, who's just like brilliant and, you know, the work speaks for itself, I do believe that the way you dress plays a role in how you're perceived in the workplace. And I, I don't think that this corporate boring, I don't think corporate needs to be boring. I think that you can wear a blazer, but make it your own and really inject your own personal style into the way that you show up at work. And I think that I'm really seeing an emergence of people bringing their individuality to work, people bringing their full selves to work. And the way that they dress is often an extension of that. So I would say if anyone's not sure of what to wear, you can't go wrong with dressing classic and conservative, but looking for ways that you can inject your own personality and your own personal style, whether it's, you know, putting on a fabulous pair of shoes or, you know, wearing a, a pair of pants that's a little bit more out there. I think that we're seeing a tendency to sort of stretch those fashion boundaries a little bit more in the workplace. But I would always say when you're not sure, always come back to classic and conservative because it, it will never serve you wrong. Can we talk about some of the, um, you know, rituals of vitality that, you know, in your 20s uh, you may have done because, you know, there are a lot of our listeners who are also at the beginning of their careers and then how that's evolved and how it's served you and um, that idea of uh, having some structure to your morning ritual, to your uh 
you know, uh, end of day ritual that sets you up for success and just um, some practical tools that you've applied. I'm such a big believer in rituals and setting the tone for the day. And uh, I really evolved and it's been a constant work in progress for me. So it really started by me just not feeling good because if I kind of reflect back to how I was in my early 20s at the start of my career, I used to wake up at the, the last possible minute. I would snooze my alarm 10 times and then I would be rushing to get ready for work and I wouldn't be able to put the amount of effort that I wanted to in my personal presentation because I'd be like, oh, I snoozed for 20 minutes, there goes my hair. And I would just be cutting corners. And it was such a reactive start to the day and it was a very anxiety-inducing start to the day as well because before I'd even gotten to the office, I was feeling stressed, I was running on high anxiety, I was feeling overwhelmed, and I just really recognised that feeling in myself and I, I knew that I no longer wanted to operate in that way. There seems to be, you know, a lot of studies that say that men are quite comfortable with uh, diving in where they don't have necessarily the qualifications, the experience, um, the, you know, uh, track record, and that women in particular suffer from the debilitating, you know, curse of imposter syndrome, which makes them sit out certain opportunities or uh, expansion of, you know, who they are and how they turn up. Do you see that as, you know, uh, an executive in HR? I see it a lot. I see it through so many conversations, through so many interactions, um, even it's something that comes up a lot on my podcast. My podcast is very centered around career and business. And it's astounding that sometimes the most successful women, some of these CEOs of large corporations and people that are running these enormous empires still suffer from imposter syndrome. And it's something that I don't think necessarily goes away, but it's certainly something that can be managed. And I believe that if you do a few things such as really invest in, in your mind and really understand whether it's you know through a coach or through a course or something else, what are those limiting beliefs that you have about yourself and really trace those beliefs back to you know, a time in your childhood where you were made to feel that way. Um, it's often a really old, outdated narrative that we're still holding on to and it's transpiring through our careers, our adulthood, our relationships, um, and it really can affect us in many different ways. So whether it's the belief of not being good enough, not being smart enough, not being pretty enough, not coming from a rich enough family, you know, there's all these beliefs that people hold on to that really then can often weigh them down. And that can be the very thing that hold someone back from really being able to realise their full potential. So I think just actually being mindful and identifying that you have these thoughts and they may not be an updated narrative of who you actually are um, is a really great place to start. Um, investing in your mind, investing in your self-belief, um, whether that's through that personal development work or a coach or someone who sees something in you. Um, 
even just the people that you surround yourself with, I feel like have an enormous impact in terms of the level of success, um, the, the amount that you're able to realize your full potential. And um, as Jim Rohn so famously said, you are the average of the five people that you surround yourself with. And to wrap it up, I'm going to ask you, are there people or, um, uh, yes, let's start with people, some people who, who you really admire for their ageless spirit, uh, whether it be in work, in culture, in um, art? Yeah, there's a couple of people that come to mind for different reasons. I think that one person who I really admired in terms of their career and their agelessness is Oprah. I think that, you know, at her age, she's just still, she's out there. She's so vital. Um, she has such incredible energy and it really stems from having this unbelievable and undeniable purpose in her life where She's really bringing such a light into people's worlds and I really admire that quality in her. The other person that really comes to mind for me is actually my grandmother because in her 90s she is one of the most vital people I know and she is so energised and she is, you know, up, you know, wearing her high heels and, you know, still performing and doing all of these incredible things and, you know, sometimes I feel like she's got a better social life than I do and I really admire that youthfulness and that young energy and she really has this mindset of it doesn't matter what your age is that shouldn't stop you from doing the things that you want to do and even at her age she's talking about moving countries and you know just experiencing this different chapter in her life and I really admire that quality in her because I think that so often we hear people say things along the lines of you know I'm too old for that or I missed the boat for that I tell and my I tell everyone off if anyone says that stuff around me I go stop your body is listening and I don't want to hear it exactly and I really really admire that quality in her so there's a couple of people that I really look up to in that regard I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did please share and rate this episode I'd love that Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson.